Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. If I haven't met you before, my name is Chris, uh, my beautiful wife Jackie, uh, and I have the absolute honour and privilege of being the youth and young adults pastors here at Elevation Church Mandra. Um, if this is your first time at Elevation Church Mandra, I would like to give you an extra big welcome and say welcome to the family. Um, we believe that... Uh, no matter your color, no matter your creed, no matter your belief, no matter your background or where you come from, you are welcome here. Um, you are more than welcome to be a part of our community. And that's exactly uh, what this uh, current series has been about. Um, I even want to take a moment uh, while preparing for this. I felt like I needed to do this. Um, I felt like God put this on my heart. If you're listening online or on the podcast, I also want to welcome you. Um, I really felt like God put on my heart that there's someone who's listening right now and you listen to the podcast every week. You don't go to church at the moment, but I want to encourage you that you are also a part of this community and that God has a plan and a purpose for you regardless of what your circumstance or situation looks like. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to encourage whoever that is, I don't know who it is, uh, and maybe you're here today and maybe you need to send that to someone. Um, but I, yeah, I believe that that's a word for someone here. Um, so a little bit of a recap as to what we're doing, uh, what this series is all about. So we're in our series called Genuine, um, where we're talking about the difference between a counterfeit or uh, superficial stuff, uh, and we're in, intentionally talking about community here. Uh, everything you would have heard today uh, reflects how important community is to us uh, at Elevation. The fact that we give to community organizations, the fact that we invest in our kids' ministry, which is a community, the fact that we have life groups here, it speaks to the fact that we do community. The fact that we have youth on a Friday night talks to community for young people. There's community everywhere you look here. Why? Because we believe that community is what helps shape who we are. Yeah, um, I was really encouraged. Uh, Jackie and I weren't here last week, but I was able to listen to the podcast, another podcast plug. You should check it out. Um, and Marty spoke so powerfully about being able to t uh, tell what is fake and what is authentic and about the difference between fake and authentic community. He even had a little bit of a challenge. Uh, People are going to get a little bit like tight-seated here, maybe if you were here, but he challenged us with the idea of, are we the, the last to come and the first to leave? Are we sticking around and being intentional about building community? And I want to continue on with this thought, but from the lens of uh, community helps to shape us and because... I'm a youth pastor. Uh, we're going to look at it from a bias lens of young people. But can I encourage everybody else in here that uh, community and being able to be shaped, we never stop learning, we never stop growing, that doesn't have an expiration date. Can I encourage you that 
we should continue to grow. We should continue to build community. We should continue to invest. Why? Because there are things that when you become a part of community, I'm talking to uh, the prime timers in the room here, that when, when you invest into community, there's an impartation that only you can bring to our young people. There's an element of prayer, there's a spirit, there's experience, there's a whole sphere of things that only the older generation can bring to our young people. I know that my life was so impacted by it, uh, and I know that our young people will continue to be impacted by that today. Um, So I've got two points for you. I may be able to sneak a third one in there, a bonus point, so stick around for that. Um, But over the next two hours, I will be talking about... Joking. Over the next 20 minutes, uh, I want to unpack a couple of thoughts with you, and those thoughts are as follows. Uh, so for all my note takers, I'm giving you the cheats early on. Uh, one, genuine community helps keep us in God's will. Let me do that again. Genuine community helps keep us in God's will. Number two is this, genuine community helps us see our blind spots. Genuine community helps us see our blind spots. Uh, I've got a third point, but like I said, if we've got a little bit of time, I'll give you that bonus point. Uh, Let's pray really quick, uh, and then we'll get into it. God, help our hearts to be good soil. Deposit what you need to. Amen. Yeah, I pray quick. I'm professional at grace. So if you want a quick grace prayer, that's me. Invite me around for food. Um. I want to share a little bit of uh, I want to share a little bit of a story. I got to share this on Friday night with our young people. Um, the first Friday of every term, uh, instead of coming straight back into youth, we are intentional about building into our young people. Uh, we have young leaders, and we're so grateful for them. Um, but something that we want to be intentional about is making sure that we are investing into them. We want to add value to our young people. Uh, And so we have what we call a Elevation Youth Team Night uh, on the first Friday of every term. So I got to share a little bit about um, about some leadership things that uh, we were working on and some stuff that we're focusing on. Um, And I got to tell this story, and I heard a little bit of a chuckle and realized I'd never told this story before. So you guys get to hear it. when I, was, when I was a young leader, so this would have been back in, I did the math and it was like 2005, I think. So some people are like, what? That's crazy. I wasn't even born then. Um, back in 2005, it would have been 2005, maybe 2006. Um, I was a young leader at the time. Um, and I had, a, I had the privilege of being able to do life with this guy by the name of Tom. Now, Tom was my youth leader, became my youth pastor eventually, Um, and I was really blessed to be able to have him as my youth leader. Now, uh, as teenagers go, uh, it would have been one Friday night, and I'd come home from school, and I just wasn't feeling youth. I'd made a very conscious decision. I was not going to youth. All I wanted to do was skate and hang out with my buddies, right? Totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. Wasn't joining a gang or getting up to mischief or anything like that. I just wanted to chill, right, because I was... I'm sure I was tired. I didn't do much, but I'm sure I was tired, right? Um, The time had come around where we normally would have met at youth group on a Friday night. And sure enough, I get a call on my uh, Nokia 3315. And uh, 
and it's, it's my boy Tom, and Tom's like, hey, CG, how you doing? Um, hey, notice you're not here. Like, are you running late? Are you all good? Can I, like, can I give you a, like, do you need a hand getting there? And my little, like, 15-year-old self, ooh. Uh, yeah, hey, look, Tom, by the way, sorry I didn't tell you. Uh, yeah, I'm not coming to youth tonight. I'm tired and just want to kind of chill tonight. What? Nah, man, I need you here. Like, you're going to miss out. God's going to do something amazing, and I'd hate for you to miss it. I'm like, nah, man, I'm not really not feeling it. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to kick back tonight. Like, that's going to be me. Um, and he's like, and it, like, it was probably a minute conversation, but like in teenage trying to like dodge something, it felt like 20 minutes. <laughs> and sure enough, Tom's like, oh, too late. I'm in my car. I'm coming to pick you up right now. Oh. Okay, sure thing. So, like a good lad, I skated down the bottom of my street and waited for Tom to come pick me up. Um, Can I say uh, with confidence that Tom was right? God showed up, and I I couldn't tell you exactly what happened that night, but I know I remember leaving going, man, I'm so glad Tom talked me into coming tonight. Why? Because... Even though I was tired, which is teenage tired, even though I was tired, I needed to be around community. Why? Because at that age, it's important who we have uh, around us, the community we surround ourselves with. Why? Because they are going to start to help forge the men and women we become when we finish school. So that leads me into my first point, like I, you, so you already know, and that is genuine community helps keep us in God's will. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to this. If not, it's going to be up on the big Bible screen behind me. Uh, this is Luke chapter 2. We're going to go verses 41 to 46. If you haven't read your Bible, uh, we're going to get through quite a lot of Scripture. Don't worry, I got you covered today. Uh, It goes like this. Actually, I'll give you a second. I hear a couple of flicks of pages, which is exciting. A couple of home screens being unlocked. (laughs) Awesome. All right, let's dive into it. Uh, Verse 41 goes like this. Every year, Jesus's parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Jesus. Um, But they were unaware of it. All the parents in here are thinking, I've never done that. Verse 44, thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. This is something I want you all to take note of. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. What does this highlight for me? That when they were traveling, Jesus, it wasn't just Joseph, Mary, Jesus, solo party, like we're lone wolves, living by no one's law except our own, and we're going to raise this kid to be our own. No, they were surrounded by a community of people from a young age. And what else does this tell me? If Mary and Joseph could walk a day without worrying where Jesus was, 
there has to be some form of great trust there with the community surrounding Jesus that you don't have to worry about where your kids are. Verse 45 says this, when they did not find him, they went back, good parents, to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting amongst the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. What was Jesus doing? Like I said, he wasn't joining a gang. He wasn't setting off illegal fireworks. He wasn't getting into mischief. He wasn't doing, he wasn't doing anything crazy. He was sitting at the feet of the Father and asking questions about his Father. He was asking questions about God. He was sitting with God. Why is this important? For me, the fact that I had someone like Tom come and forcefully bring me to youth, right, allowed me to sit in a community of believers and sit with the Father. From a young age, I was so privileged that I got to experience this God, the Father, that I wouldn't have if I had just stuck to my ways and went lone wolf and went skating that Friday. Why is this important? Because as you've seen time and time again this morning, and this is just this is just this morning. We do this we do this all year, right? These programs happen all year. Um, we are we are we are so blessed to be a part of a generous church uh, that we get to give and that we get to band together. This church is a phenomenal community. We have things like youth camp. This is, gonna, this is a shameless plug. We have youth camp coming up in January of 2024, which I am so pumped about. Why? Uh, can I just put this out there? We don't make money off youth camp. I don't run, we don't run youth camp because we have nothing better to do in the January holidays, right? We do it. Why? Because we recognize the difference it made coming around other young people and seeing what it was to be a young person on fire for God regardless of what people at school think. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm a chaplain at school. I'm a, I'm a chaplain at a Christian school. I know how cringy it is to be a Christian at school. I get it. To be a proud Christian, I get it. But can I encourage you, there's something that stands out about being a young person on fire for God that you might not see the fruit of that now, but I promise you for year, in years to come, you will start to see the fruit of standing boldly in the fact that God is a good God and that you are unashamed of that. Where does stuff like that happen? That happens at youth camps. That happens at youth on a Friday night. That happens here at church on a Sunday. That happens when we get to sit Without God. God keeps, when we have genuine community around us, keeps us in God's will. I wouldn't be standing here without that community behind me. There wouldn't be a Chris and Jackie youth pastors in Mandra if I didn't have community around me back then to help keep me in God's will. Point number two is this, genuine community helps us see our blind spots. Uh, if you have your Bibles again, turn, we're going to turn to Matthew 26. Uh, we're going to go from 36 to 38. It says this, Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. 
and taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, which are the sons of thunder, by the way, which is a gangster name. Um, he began to he be, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, "My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me." What do we see here? This is a picture of Jesus, a guy who was fully God, but also fully man, what needing his community to help keep watch while he prayed. If Jesus feels that strain, how much more do we need to press into God? How much more do we need to call upon the Father and to call upon our community to lift us up. I'm going to fire through some verses, so come with me here. Um, But can I encourage you as we read through these, these are all examples of why community is so important for us. Proverbs 27 verse 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Who knows there's nothing worse than dull Christians. Proverbs 27 verse 6, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Sometimes we have a couple of people in our life that deliver tough news and it sucks. But can I encourage you that they do it because they love us. Sometimes there are people that are just cruel and they will multiply kisses. They'll tell you everything's good when everything is not good. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Uh, John 15.12-13 says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Romans uh, 12, this is verse 5, it says, so in Christ we, through many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. 1 Corinthians backs this up in verse 25 to 27, says this, so that there should be no division in the body, we've been talking about division in this nation for a while now, but that Uh, that its parts should have equal concern for each other. 26 says this, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each of you, each one of you is a part of it. Hebrews 12, this is 10. I told you there's a lot of stuff here, so come with me. Verse, uh, this is Hebrews 10, this is 24 and 25. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some of you are in habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. We could go on. There's a bunch here. Um, but I'm running out of time fast and I want to give you that bonus point. My bonus point is this, number three, is that we were created for community. We were created for community. Genesis 2, this is 1 to 3, says, 
Thus the heavens and earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work and he had been, uh, that the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. I know you're thinking, hang on, Chris, it didn't mention community in there. That word rested that we use in this verse here talks about God not sleeping because God wasn't tired. It was God coming to sit in his creation. If you are his creation and we live in this world and this is his creation, God came to sit with us. God came to do community with us. Something that is exciting and we're wrapping up right now. So I might get um, I might get Kate to jump up for me and make me sound holy really quick. Genesis 3:18 says this, the Lord God said it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. We see that even God recognizes It's not good for us to do life by ourselves. Community is so important. What else is exciting about when we read Genesis is that we have uh, time and time again, we we see uh, in the seventh days, uh, in the creation story, God says that it was good. There was morning, there was evening. That was day one. He would repeat that again. That was day two. That was day three. The only time we don't see this is here, in, uh, is here on the seventh day. Why? Now, this is just what I believe. I encourage you to go and read it for yourself and make your own mind up about this. But I believe it's because God never intended for the seventh day to ever end. Why? His desire was to come and sit with us for eternity. His desire was to come and sit in creation for all eternity. Just with every head bowed and every eye closed as I bring it to a close. Maybe you're sitting here today and you're thinking to yourself, Chris, I've, I've, never, I've never had this opportunity to know a God that so desires to spend eternity with me. How do I get access to this God? Can I encourage you if that's your question today? All it takes is a moment. Or maybe you're here and you it's the first time in a long time, but you're like, I feel like I was a part of community and now for whatever reason, it's life circumstances or maybe it was COVID and then we just fell off and then I never came back or maybe you've never been in church before, but you grew up in one of those, in a Christian home and you're coming back to sit with God again. We're gonna give you a moment where I'll pray a simple prayer. And I wanna encourage you. Are you a part of a community that is going to keep you in God's will, check your blind spots and allow us to spend eternity with the creator of the universe. 
So right now, every head bow, every eye closed. Repeating after me.